Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Today's Amud is Daf Yud Dalet Amud Aleph. We are up to the Mishnah, five lines from the top. And before we begin, just a very, very brief introduction to the Inyan of Tumah so that it's 100% clear. Chazal understood from the Psukim regarding Tumah and Tahara that Tumah works in a very, very specific way. And it's good to know that Tumah is very scientific. It's not haphazard. Tumah works in Madregos, meaning when something becomes Tumah, and then it makes the next thing tummy. It touches something and makes it tummy. And then that thing maybe touches something else and makes it tummy. It's not all equal. Rather, the tummy goes down madrega after madrega in its level. So let's say a primary level of tumma is called an avha tumma, a father of tumma. It's the, the rosh of the, of tumma. There is actually one level higher than an avha tumma, and that is a mace itself, a dead body is called an avi avaisa tumma, like a grandfather of tumma. But in general, the first and main category of tumma would be an avha tumma. Now, when something comes in contact with an av hatuma, it's the, the av means a father, so what follows would be called a vlad, the child. But these these children of tuma, these vladis of tuma, really go in several madregas, not just one. It's not just an av and a vlad, meaning that you can have an av hatuma, and when it comes in contact with something and makes it tume, the thing that became tume is now a rishain latuma. It's the first level after an av. When a risha in Latoma touches something, comes in contact with something that it could make tame, it becomes a shani Latoma. And as you would expect, the next level would be a shlishi Latoma, and so on and so forth. So tuma goes in madregas, different levels of tuma. So our Mishnah is going to discuss... What they did in the days of the Beis Hamikdash, if they were burning impure meat, carbonos became tame, and they were they were making a, a fire and burning these kachim that became tame. However, each piece of meat has its own history, meaning how tame is each piece of meat is lavdafka the same. You could have some pieces of meat that are a rishain or a sheni l'tuma. You could have other pieces of meat that are a shlishi or a revi latuma. And the question here is, is it permissible to put all of the levels together, which will definitely bump up the madrega of the lower levels of tuma? Because when they come in contact with meat that's a higher level of tuma, it'll bump up the level of tuma. Do you say that you're not allowed to do that because you're adding tuma to kudshim? Or do you say, no, it's not a problem at all because... Anyway, it's all getting burned, so it doesn't matter. And that's how the, our Mishnah begins. Zokte Mishnah, Reb Chanino, Skan HaKoyanim Oimer. Reb Chanino, who was a, 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 an assistant to the Koyanim, he said he had the following edus about what took place by the Koyanim, what they did. Miyameyem Shal Koyanim, from the days of the Koyanim, back in the day, from the early days of the Koyanim. They did not restrain themselves. They did not hold themselves back from burning the meat that became tamay 
with a descendant of Tumma, a child of Tumma, meaning, let's say, a Risha in the Tumma. So that would make the meat a Shani Latumma, according to what we just said, because it became Tume from coming in contact with a Vlad Hatumma. So if the Vlad Hatumma is a Rishain, so now the meat is a Shani. And they did not restrain themselves from burning this meat, Imha Basar, with the meat, Shanitma Be'avatumma, that became Tume with a much more severe level of Tumma, with that father of Tumma, with the Avatumma, which would make that meat a Rishain Latoma. Afal Even though by doing so, by putting these pieces of meat with disparate levels of Tumma together, you're being Moisif Tumma to the ones that have a weaker Tumma. And you're allowed to do that. Not only that, Hoisif Rabbi Akiva Omar. Rabbi Akiva was moisive to this halacha, and Rabbi Akiva said a very interesting din. The halacha is that among the dinim of people that become Tameh, there's a certain type of person that's called a Tvul Yaim. A Tvul Yaim is at a very interesting stage in the process of becoming Tahar. He or she had been Tameh, and they engaged in the process of becoming Tahar, and they went to the mikvah, and you know they sometimes they have to count a certain amount of days until they can go to the mikvah. But they did the process of becoming tar and they went to the mikvah. And the halacha v'tvul yom is that they remain on somewhat of a level of tumah until the end of the day, until the sun sets, until what's called ha'arav shemesh that the sun sets. So Rabbi Akiva wanted to be moisif. A very interesting scenario. Hoisif Rabbi Akiva ve'omer. Rabbi Akiva added to this edus of Rabbi Chanina's Gana Kayanim, and he said, Mi yemeyem shal kayanim, from the early days of the kayanim, lo inimnu'u mi lehadlik es Hashemen, she nifsal betvul yoyim. They did not restrain themselves from burning oil that became puzzle from a tvul yoyim. So that oil was a very weak level of tumah, and they and they they burned that oil of of truma that became tame biner in a ner a ner is like the uh, a ner people think means the the flame of a, of a candle but but actually in mishnayos a ner means um, the the candlestick the the holder of the of the oil or of the candle. So they would burn this truma tamea that became possible because it came in contact with the tvulyaim in a keli, in a nair that was very tame. Shenitma bitame mace. It became tame by coming in contact with someone who had been in contact with a mace. So basically you're taking oil that was tummy, a very weak level of tumma, and you're pouring it into a nair that's very tummy. And certainly that means that the nair is going to raise the level of tumma of this oil, but the truth is the oil was already tummy, and that's why the only thing that you could do with it is burn it. And Rabbi Akiva said that that was okay, that that's what the kaihanim were noyeg, even if it would raise the level of tumma, it was still okay. Now, in case you were wondering what this has to do with Pesach, 
and how this Mishnah comes in in the middle of a parak that has to do with the din of Bedikas Chametz and Sreifas Chametz. So now Reb Meir fills us in. Omar Reb Meir, Reb Meir said, Midevreim Lamadnu, from their words we learned an important halacha. Reb Meir was very observant. Reb Meir says, from this edus of Reb Chanina Skana Koyanim and Rabbi Akiva, we see an important yisayid. We see that we do not hold back from making something tameh, of kudshim or truma, from making it tameh, if anyway it was going to have to be burned. So Reb Meir said, if that's true, what happens if you have a kayin that has in his house a ton of truma on Erev Pesach? And this truma is chametz. So the fact that it's truma notwithstanding, of course it needs to be burned before Pesach. It needs to be destroyed like any other chametz before Pesach. And what happens if some of the truma in the Kayin's house is tameh and some of the truma is tahar? Now ordinarily you're not allowed to make truma tahira tameh. You're not allowed to do that. You have to keep truma that's pure has to be kept pure, which means it has to be kept away from the truma that's tameh. However, Reb Meir said, I see from Reb Chanina Skana Koyanim and from Rabbi Akiva that it's okay to burn on Erev Pesach the Truma Tahira together with the Truma Tameya. Omar Reb Meir, Midevreim Lomadnu, from their words we learn, Shesarfim Truma Tahira Imhat Meya Bepesach, that you could burn Tahar Truma with Tamei Truma in preparation for Pesach. Rabbi Yaisi was very unhappy with that uh, comparison. Rabbi Yaisi said, Omar Rabbi Yaisi, Einohi Hamida. That is not the correct way to understand what Rabbi Hanina Skanakoyanim and Rabbi Akiva said. That's the wrong way to learn. And then Rabbi Yaisi followed up by saying a very, very interesting thing. Apparently, Rabbi Yaisi knew of a machloikis between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yehoshua that sounded similar to the idea that Rabbi Meir was trying to say. So Rabbi Yaisi said as follows. He said, Rabbi Meir, you're not right. Just because in the Beis HaMikdash they would burn different pieces of meat that had different levels of tumah, or they would put oil of truma that was weakly uh, tameh into a nair that was very tameh. That does not mean that you could take absolutely pure t- truma and burn it with tameh truma before Pesach. And even Rebbe Eliezer and Rebbe Yeshua agree to this. Umaydim Rebbe Eliezer Rabbi Yeshua. And Rebbe Eliezer and Rebbe Yeshua agree that in this case comes Erev Pesach and you have to burn your Truma Tahira and Truma Tameya that you burn this one by itself and this one by itself. You know what the Machlaikas Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua is? That's a different Machlaikas. Alma Nechleku, what did they argue about? Al Hatluya ve Al Hatmeya. The Machlaikas Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua was about Suffolk Tuma with Vadai Tuma. Meaning, if I have two loaves of bread of truma, and one of them is certainly tameh, and the other one is possibly tameh, so here it's very interesting. Mitzadeh, both of them have a halacha that they have to be burned. If you have truma that's possibly tameh, the only thing you can do with it is burn it. On the other hand, on the tzad that it's not tameh, it's truma tahira. 
And if I would burn it together with Truma Tameya, it would be making it Tame. Here, there's Taka Machloikis between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua. Alma Nechliku, what do they argue about? Al Hatluya Al Hatmeya. In a case of a tluya, a case where it's a suffix, va'alatmeya, and you have also a vaday truma, sherebeliezer, oimerebeliezer, says, tisareif zula atma, vizula atma. Rebeliezer says that you should burn this one by itself and this one by itself, meaning keep them separate, because one is only a suffix tuma. Rabbi Yeshua, oimer shtehen ka'achas. Rabbi Yeshua says that you could burn both of them together. But Rabbi Yaisi says, but even Rabbi Yeshua, who says you could burn both of them together, that's just this case where you have two types of truma, that both of them have a halacha that they're supposed to be burned, one because it's definitely tame, and one because it might be tame. But on Erev Pesach, when you have truma tahira, that does not have a din to burn it because of any kind of tumah. That's just the halacha of Erev Pesach. And on that, Rabbi Yeshua would agree that you have to keep them separate. Okay, let's see the Gemara. The Gemara asks a very insightful question. And let me say the question first outside so that it will flow smoothly. We said, Rabbi Hanina Skana Kayanim testified that in the base Hamikdosh they would burn meat that was tame, even if different pieces of meat had different levels of tuma. And in terms of what levels they were, so Rabbi Hanina had described that you have meat that became tame because it came in contact with an avha tuma, and you have meat that became tame because it came in contact with a vlada tuma. Okay, let's work out the cheshbin here. If you have meat that came in contact with an av so what's the status of that meat? Well, we explain that it goes down one level. And that meat now is a risha in the So the meat that came in contact with an av is a risha in the Fine. Now I have other meat that came in contact with what the Mishnah calls a vlad a child of tumah, the next step after an av so that means that the meat had touched a risha in Latuma. That means that there was a risha in Latuma that touched this meat. What's the meat that touched the risha in Latuma? You guessed it. The meat that touched the risha in Latuma is a sheni Latuma. Fine. So now I have these two pieces of meat together. One is a risha in Latuma and one is a sheni Latuma. Okay, so what's the problem of putting them together? What do you think happens when a risha in touches a sheni. You know what happens? Nothing happens. Because the only thing that a rishain could create is a sheni, is the next step. And the other meat is already a sheni. So what's the problem? What's the problem if it makes it into a sheni? It's a, it is a sheni. That's the Gemara's kasha here. Let's see the Gemara inside. Beautiful kasha. Michti, the Gemara says. Let's see. Let's let's figure this out. Basar shenitma bevlad hatuma meat that became tame because it came in contact with the vlad hatuma my havi. So what is this meat? Sheni. This meat is a sheni. So kisarif lebahadi basar shenitma beav hatuma. So if I burn it together with meat that became tame because it was it came in contact with an avatuma my havi. What does that make it? Sheni. It makes it into a sheni. Sheni v'sheni hu. So it's a sheni and a sheni. 
How did you add Tuma? It was a Shani and it remains a Shani. What type of adding Tuma to its Tuma exists over here? So Rabbi Yehuda answered, Omar Rabbi Yehuda, you misunderstood the Mishnah. The Mishnah, when it said that the meat became Tumay because it touched the Vlad HaTumah, a child of Tumah, so to speak, it doesn't mean one Madrega after the Avatumah, it means two Madregas after the Avatumah. Omar Rav Yehuda Hocha Bivlad Vlad Askinon. We're talking about a child of a child. Meaning a shani touched the meat. What happens when a shani touches meat of kachim? It makes it into a shlishi. The havale shlishi. Ooh, so now if I have meat that's a shlishi, and that meat comes in contact with meat that had touched an avatuma, which is now a rishain, if a rishain touches a shlishi, it's bumping it up, to making it from a shlishi back into a sheni. Oh, so that's the Chiddush here. Vekasavar, is telling us that we hold that shlishi mutter la'asoyse sheni, that it is permitted to make a shlishi into a sheni. So that's the clarification of the first din of the Mishnah. However, the Gemara now has another kasha, a very powerful kasha. Let's keep in mind, our whole Mishnah, the whole beginning of the Mishnah, is totally in the idea that if two pieces of meat are Tameh, they could be Metameh each other. The two pieces of meat, where one is a very Tameh and one is not as Tameh, they come in contact with each other, the very Tameh meat is infusing Tameh into the not such Tameh meat. In order for that to happen, you would have to hold that a piece of meat could make another piece of meat tame, And this is not so simple. There's a halacha that food cannot make food tame. In other words, there's a halacha that hagam, when something, when, when, when tuma comes in contact with something, it makes it tame. So if if a, if a mace touches a person, if a person whose tummy touches a a, a a piece of food and so on, that they make the the other thing tummy, but that's only true when it's when it's um, when it's not two pieces of food, two pieces of food. There's a special gzeiras akasov that two pieces of food one cannot make the other one tummy. If that's true, the whole Mishnah doesn't seem to work. And then what's the Chiddush of the Mishnah? But food cannot make food, Tameh. How do I know this? Because I learned in a Braise, You might think that food could be Metameh food. Talmud Loimar. The Pasuk tells us. Now listen to this Pasuk that's a Yisait in Hilchas The Pasuk says as follows. If water falls onto seeds, onto grain, now this is a side thing, a parenthetic thing, that we see that this Pasuk tells us that food does not become tame until it becomes wet at some point. It's not Nagea to Arsugi, I'm just 
taiching the words, that if water goes on to zera, and then it becomes tummy. This is what's nagea to us. V'nafal mi nevlasam alav, and the nevela of a sheretz falls onto this tvua now, falls onto this zera. So it's making it tame. The Pasuk says, tame who? It is tame. Now when it says tame who? It is tame. It lends itself to the diuk. It is tame and not something else that you might have thought is tame. So Chazal darshaned, who tame? It is tame. The seeds that came directly in contact with the sheretz, this, that, that's what's tame. The ein oise by tame, but it does not make something else. It doesn't make other things that are like it, meaning other food tame. Meaning, if the sheretz touches grain, it makes the grain tame. But if that grain touches grain, it does not make other grain tame. Food cannot be metame food. Now, one second. This is not as clear as it sounds, because we, so far we've learned about three different categories of food. There's chulin, which is regular mundane food that you and I eat. There's truma, which is the special matana that's given to kaihanim, that we all separate from our grain and give to kaihanim. That's truma. And then there's kadshim, which is karbanis, which is even a higher level of kedusha. And this halacha that food can't be metame food may not apply to all different kinds of food. In fact, we're about to see that there's a three-way machlaikis. There's a machlaikis between Abaya and two versions of Rava. Rav Adabarahava in the name of Rava and Ravina in the name of Rava. Abaya holds that this that we say that food cannot be metame food, that's only true with chulin. Chulin, mundane food, so when I have in my house a pie of pizza, so that piece of pizza cannot be metame, a piece of challah. That's my regular chulin. But truma or kudshim, that Abaya holds, that we're, he's medayik from a different pasuk, that, that their food can be metame food. So if that's the case, according to Abaya, we don't have a problem here because the two pieces of meat, that one is being metame the other, they're kudshim, so that they're not regular food. Even the next shita, Rav Adabarahava in the name of Rava, he holds that both chulin, the food cannot be metame food, and truma, food cannot be metame food. But kudshim, karbanais, over there food can be metame food. And again, according to that, it's not a problem either. Because again, in our Mishnah we're talking about meat being metame meat of karbanais. So we're talking about kachim. The only issue is the third shita. Ravina says in the name of Rava that whether it's chulin or it's truma or it's kachim, food cannot be metame food. And that's where we have a problem. So how do you understand the Mishnah, where the Mishnah is telling us that even though one piece of meat is mitame the other, it's still okay. How is one piece of meat mitame the other if you hold that even by kachim food cannot be mitame food? Let's read from Hanicha Le'abaya. Hanicha Le'abaya, it's good according to Abaya, the Omar who says, Loishanu ela that this halacha, that food can't be metame food, that's only by chulen. 
אבל בתרומה וקודשים, but by תרומה and קודשים, then it can be מטעמי other food. And according to Rav Ada Bar Ahava in the name of Rava, also it's not a problem. The Omar who says, that it's chulen and truma, that food cannot be metame food. But by kachim, and it does make other food tame. Shapir, all of that is fine, because now it's legitimate that the Mishnah is discussing one piece of meat of kachim being metame, another piece of meat of kachim. The problem is, Ella, rather, le Ravina, but according to Ravina, Mishmei de Rava, according to Ravina, in the name of Rava de Omar, who says, Mikra Mole Dibera Kosov, that the Torah clearly says to us, Lo Chulin, it doesn't matter if it's Chulin, Lo Truma, it doesn't matter if it's Truma, לא ישנו קדשים. It doesn't matter if it's קדשים. אינוי איסק היוצא בוי that it does not make other food tamei. מאיקול אמימר. How do you understand our Mishnah? What's the problem if you have two pieces of meat that have different levels of tuma? So the Gemara says, you know what's going on over here? This meat wasn't alone. Although the pasuk tells us that food can't make food tamei. That's dry food. But mashkin, liquids, that can transfer tumma from one food to the next. So what's happening here is that the piece of meat that was on a high level of tumma, it was meat that had gravy, sauce, mashkin with it. And the mashkin also became tummy with a high level of tumma. So when the two pieces of meat touched each other, The mashkin on the first piece of meat was metame, the second piece of meat. Even if you hold food cannot be metame food, but mashkin could be metame food. You know what we're talking about here? That there was liquid with the meat. And the other piece of meat became tame because of the mashkin. How do you put that into the Mishnah? It doesn't say that in the Mishnah. If that was so, these words that the Mishnah says, quote, with the meat that became Tame from an Avatoma, it's missing something. It should have said with the meat and Mashkin, you need Mashkin. It's like Iker Chasam and Asefer. It's missing. So the Gemara says, the Gemara suggests a different Teret, Elo rather. It's true, even though it's true, that food cannot make other food tame midoiraiso. But midorabonon, it can make other food tame. So it means, according to this, the Chiddush of Reb Chanina Sgana Koyanim is that is not when the not is not by a din deiraisa, but it's that when they're burning the meat. Yes, midairaisa. One piece of meat can't be mitame. Another piece of meat, but midirabanon it can. And Reb Chanina Sgana Koyanim was coming to say that there was no concern that we were not concerned about that derabanon. 
and they would still put the pieces of meat together, even though Midirabanan, the Tumah, would spread. And with that, we have completed the first Amud of the Sugya of Reb Hanina Skana Kayanim Daf Yud Dalid Amud Aleph. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics, or to hear an Eon shear on any Daf in Shas, including Myramakaimas on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.